if you have a website, you need to do these things to make sure that your website can at least be found and to make sure Google doesn't get mad at you. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. So if you are listening to this episode, it is likely that you know you need SEO, but you don't know what it is and you don't know why you need it. (laughs) So uh, let's kind of start at the very basics. We want to walk through everything you need to know as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner, to make sure that even if you aren't going to add on or hire an SEO expert at this moment, these are kind of like the bare minimum things that you need to have set up for your business to make sure that you and Google can be friends. So let's kind of start at the very beginning and talk about what the heck SEO is. So SEO stands for search engine optimization. So it's a fancy, fancy, complicated term for optimizing or making your website better for a search engine like Google. So really, if you think about your audience, they are typing in, think about what they're typing into that Google search bar. What things are they typing in to find you? You want to make sure that your website pops up for those. And the only way your website is going to appear on Google for that is if it's optimized with things for SEO. So that is really why why it matters. Um, You want your website to be found. You don't want to have to depend on Instagram and Facebook and word of mouth always and forever for your business. Because if you think about yourself as a user, how often, how many times a day do you turn to Google? Like a lot. (laughs) So I think that is something that we often forget about is it's this whole other asset that you should be considering as a driver for your business. So here's just a few basics. One of the very first things that you should do uh, when you are starting a business, the second you have an online website, is to set up a Google Analytics account. Uh, Google Analytics is a forward tracking platform. So the second you have that code embedded into your website, it will start tracking information, but it can't capture any past information. So this is our very first question that we ask to all of our clients is, do you have Google Analytics? And if you do, then that's awesome. We have data to look at. We can see who's coming to your website and we can see how they're coming to your website. So that's one of the coolest things is seeing how and where they're coming from. Are they coming from Facebook? Are they coming from Google? Are they coming from a link because someone included you in their email? Uh, Seeing how people are finding you is so important to help you craft a strategy moving forward. And luckily, the step is pretty simple. Uh, You just need to go to googleanalytics.com, type in your website, grab a tracking code. There's tons and tons of tutorials out there to show you how to apply that tracking code to your website provider. So just Google Google Analytics and show it. Google Analytics and Shopify. Google Analytics and Wix, whatever it may be. 
um, just type in that into Google and follow the tutorials to get it all set up. So the second piece is making sure that your website is secure. So this is super easy again. Um, if you look up in your search bar and you're wondering, I don't, how do I know if my website is secure? Am I safe? Uh, just look at your www. If it says HTTPS, it's secure. You're good. You did it. If it says HTTP, then your site is unsecure. And that just means that you need to, it's a really fancy term for an SSL certificate. However, it's pretty easy. Typically, um, all you need to do again, same process as before, just Google how to make my site secure for Shopify, for ShowIt, for Squarespace, for Wix, whatever it may be. A lot of times customer service can really help you just submit that certificate, but it's definitely something that you need in order to rank on Google. Next, keywords. This is probably my favorite thing about SEO. And the keyword is what you are actually typing into Google to find something. So anytime you go to Google and start typing in, um, got any good examples? Uh, what? Why did my hair turn green after swimming in the pool? <laughs> so you, you type in why did my hair turn green after swimming in the pool? And a lot of that is keyword focused. So when those results pop up on Google, it's because all of those people have the solution for what you just Googled. And the reason that they have that is because they're infusing those keywords, so those words that were in your Google search, into their website because they know that you're searching for it. They have the solution, so they want to make sure that their site is well optimized with those keywords so that they rank number one on Google. I have searched for that before, too. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Blonde hair problems. So keywords are a big, a big part of SEO and they, this will probably have its own episode eventually, but at the very core of it, it is what you are putting into Google when you're trying to find an answer or a solution or a product. Um, and it's just a powerful, it's such a powerful tool you need to consider, especially throughout the content of your site, when you're blogging, um, and just making sure that you're using those keywords throughout that site um, to answer those people's problems or solve their questions or bring them the product that they want. And the better that your site is optimized with those keywords and the, and the way you use them, the higher up you'll rank. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're not sure where to start with this too, like if you struggle with what keywords is my audience using, just try and put on your audience's hat. Um, try to think about what they're typing in, what problems do you solve for them? Because those are likely keywords that they're using to find people like you or people related to you. And if you really aren't sure what that is, look at your competitors' websites. What keywords are your competitors using on their websites that feel really relevant to you? And then make sure that you're also using them on your website. I think one of the biggest problems that we see when we audit people's websites is that they physically don't have enough copy or vice versa keywords on their website to rank. Google can't index you and Google's not going to know what you have to offer unless you have copy there telling them, hey, this is what I do and this is who I do it for. So that is super important. Another nice tool that I love for keyword searching is Pinterest. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. But if you jump to Pinterest and you start typing in whatever it is that you want to search for, it'll start to populate all these other searches that people are putting into there. So therefore, you know what these all these keywords are that people are actually searching for. So that's a nice tool to kind of just jump in there, see what people are searching for. And then you have those tools because you see those keywords that you can start to infuse in your website too. 
Yeah. Pinterest is a social platform and a search engine. Very powerful. Crazy. Yes. (laughs) Very powerful. So the next basic that we recommend every business and entrepreneur has set up is a Google My Business profile. This is completely free. It stands for exactly what it says, Google My Business. If you want people to be able to Google your business, you should definitely use this. And this is relevant for people who are both local. It is like 150% relevant for people who are local. Um, but it's still relevant for people who can serve people anywhere because chances are you're not going to turn down local clients, so it still makes sense. Um, this, if you Google my business, type in Google my business, um, you'll see that there's a profile set up. It's very simple. You do need to put in your address, but know that you can hide your address later. So a lot of us work from home, and I think that can be the scary part of like, I don't want my address showing up on Google and people seeing my house and where I live. But you do have to enter it in because Google just needs to verify you live where you say you live. Because think of think of how scary that would be if people just started putting in whatever they wanted as their address. So you do need to verify it, but you can hide your address. So don't be scared of that. But this is essential and making sure just Google knows you and people can actually search for you. So if you think about all of those searches of people who are typing in uh, hairstylist near me, photographer near me, copywriter near me, like if coffee shop near me, like you're typing in all of this stuff with a near me tag that triggers maps and it triggers Google, Google profiles to pop up first. So that will really help drive business for you. So if you are local, this is a necessity that you need. Um, And if you are worldwide, um, like if you can serve anyone anywhere, you shouldn't do the world is your location. We see this often too. We see people type in like, oh, I serve the whole world. So I'm not going to pinpoint a location. Google My Business is meant to be a local opportunity. So you should still put in your local um, location and just you can mention in your description that you serve everyone everywhere so so yeah with that the next one is starting a blog Uh, we urge so many people that are struggling with seo um, on their website if they don't have a blog we strongly urge them to start a blog and blogging is not dead and creating content is one of the best ways to drive that traffic to your website so having that long form content allows you to create those keywords and you know have those keywords on your site and make sure that you're you know continually bringing in new content so that your site is continually updating and that you're bringing in you know your audience from Google with that blog mm-hmm. um, yeah it's so important to continue to create content uh, if you think about the questions that people are typing in, you can't put every question to every problem your audience is looking for on your homepage. It's just not realistic. So if you want to still rank for a lot of very specific problems or very specific niches or share portfolios or case studies, the best way to do that is through a blog so that you can rank for more things. I would say too, it's like, it keeps it relevant. It keeps your site like up to date, um, the relevancy of what's going on in your industry. You can constantly keep up on things that are changing and evolving and bringing that content to your site is just a great way to, you know, bring new things to the site that didn't once live there that might be more relevant now than they were in the past. Yeah. Google loves fresh content. Yes. (laughs) 
So the next thing is website load time. So this, if you have a website, this is likely something that you have considered. Um, if you go to googlepagespeedinsights.com, you can take, you just type in your URL and you can take a peek at how fast your website is. If your website, you'll, it's also kind of awesome because it has a red, um, a stoplight approach. So you can see if you're red, uh, yellow, green, whatever that may be. Um, most people are going to be in the yellow, I'd say, for the most part. It is hard to get in the green for mobile. Um, it's just tough, but it's getting that number as high as possible. And if you're in the red, you definitely should be making some adjustments. Uh, I believe there's it four seconds is like the absolute max. But can you imagine waiting for a website to load for four seconds? Like most of us just disappear. I think it's like a two second. It is. I believe stat. it's two. Yeah, it's two seconds. If you don't have your site loaded, then people just don't have time to wait. Um, we're very impatient, which is pretty sad. But um, if your site's not loading immediately, you're going to lose them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a bunch of reasons why this happens. Um, it happens because you have really heavy images. If you're putting on the highest resolution images, chances are that's really slowing down your site. So you need to make sure your images are compressed and optimized for the web. Uh, you should be, you should not have too many embed codes. So this means think about like your email provider. If you've, you're embedding video from YouTube, you have forms embedded into your website. Whatever that may be, if you have too many embed codes, that can really slow down your site as well. Um, along with that video, if you're hosting the actual video on your website, that can be really slow. So we tend to recommend hosting your video in other places like YouTube or Vimeo or something mm -hmm. like that, just so that it doesn't bog down your site. We would say, too, if you do have video to keep it um, kind of, you know, under the fold or whatever. <clears throat> so it's not the very first thing that needs to load on your website because... If it's the first thing that needs to load and it's too heavy, again, it's going to take too long and you're going to lose them. So having it towards you know the bottom or the middle of your website is a much, much stronger approach so it doesn't bog down your whole website. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The next kind of issue that you might come across is just your server. So if you are a photographer or a videographer, you probably have a lot of images on your website and you have a lot of videos on your website and you have to. Like that's your work you need to showcase that. So we're not saying delete them or like show low quality images. We aren't saying that by any means. It just means you might need a little bit of extra help because the basic server that you're running on is probably your platform. So it's Squarespace, it's Show, it's Shopify, it's whatever that may be. You can purchase an additional server to help. So if it, you come across this issue and you truly can't fix it, investing in another server like Bluehost or something like that can really help. Uh, up your page speed. And then lastly, sadly, we see this a lot. Um, a lot of website templates are built with really heavy JavaScript, which is just fancy code, fancy movements, um, hovers, like fancy just interactions that are built within your template. Even if you decide not to use some of the, these fancy transitions and fancy interactions, they still live in your website. They're just hidden. So that can really make your, it can make your website heavy and then it can make your load time really fast. So it's, if we always recommend, if you're purchasing a website for a website template, just do the due diligence of asking the creator or just checking to see if they're preview. Um, you can oftentimes type that preview link into Google PageSpeed Insights and see how the preview performs. Because if the preview performs really crummy, chances are you're not going to be able to fix it. 
So um, we always recommend that because that's just so important because once you purchase a template, sometimes those templates can be super expensive too. Once you purchase a template, you're kind of stuck in that um, bubble and you might not be able to fix it because the majority of us, us included, are not coders. So Yeah. I will um, warn anybody that gets into Google PageSpeed Insights and starts to mess around with this. It's slightly addicting because you'll see that you're like close to the green or you're like close to whatever percentage and you just want to sit there and make your website as fast as possible. So if you start to do this, just make sure you have a full weekend because you will get addicted to trying to bring that page speed down. <laughs> we do. We do have a day upcoming to, for our own page speed where yep. we're like, we're going to sit down and we're going to nail this. We're going to get 100. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so, so those are the basics. Those are the basic things that we recommend to make sure that your website and your content is performing well for Google. There are so many other things you can do, obviously, um, to help grow your SEO, but this is kind of the, the bare minimum. If you have a website, you need to do these things to make sure that your website can at least be found and to make sure Google doesn't get mad at you. <laughs> and you also have to remember that SEO is a, not a sprint. It's a marathon. So this is something that is not going to happen overnight. If you went in and you did all of these things today, after you got done listening to this, um, it's going to take a while for that to kick in. It's not one of those um, instantaneous things that you're going to start seeing results right away. So I think the thing is just to be patient with it, but to know that it's doing all of its work in the background um, and it'll eventually pay off. Yeah, we always wait at least three to four months, if not longer, for our client audits before we actually take a peek at how performance is running. So no, it is a long game, but once you are optimized and your website and your content is set up, it can reap the benefits for years to come. A long time. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend or tag us on Instagram, Duo On Air Podcast. We are also hosting a little giveaway each week. Go to wherever you listen to your podcast and write us a review. For each review, we'll be entering you into a drawing for a chance to win a curated box of the duo's favorite things. And if you know us, we love coffee, small businesses, and we're definitely not above graphic tees. So go ahead, head out right now and write us a review. See you next time, friends.